Hey everyone, and welcome back to Mississippi Artist to Artist, where we get to have genuine conversations with Mississippi artists about what they're up to, what their lives have been like. And this week we have Daryl Anderson with us. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning. Daryl, to start out with, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you grew up in your history and art? Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. Actually, it was me, my brother, my mom. Um, it's a, a, a story of actually getting in trouble that really brought me to uh, to be an artist and taking the wrong path. Okay, I'm sorry, it was a message just popped up. And really going down the wrong path, and God guided me in the right path. Um, my parents divorced when I was about four years old. My dad later moved back to Mississippi. This is where my dad's from and his side of the family. And growing up in Los Angeles, California, in a single-parent home, you know, my experience was um, kind of bad. I, I started getting in trouble, to be honest with you, running with the wrong crowds. We uh, actually lived in, in Watts, California. That's like gang central. Uh, the high school I wound up going to was the high school that they threatened you. Junior high school, I'm sorry. They threatened you at other schools. If you got in trouble, you would end up at this school. And that's where I was. And I actually wound up uh, dropping out uh, in the eighth grade. You know, we were, me and a friend of mine were going to the Queen Mary every day. And they had a little reef where you can catch fish and octopus. And we would ditch school and go to the Queen Mary. <clears throat> My mom found out I wasn't going to school. So she said, you're going to Mississippi to live with your dad. So that wound up being the best thing. But I still uh, had that past where I was getting in trouble. You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I was I was bad. I was <laughs> I got in trouble. Never, never hurt anyone. But I stayed in trouble all the time. You know, having those role models in, 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 in the hood, you want to say gangs and and running, doing the wrong things. And when I got to Mississippi, it, it was still the same. You know, I had that instilled in me and no matter what you know people say you know your your family in here in mississippi why are you getting in trouble but it was already you know instilled in me at a young age just that's how it was and i wound up uh getting incarcerated at the Hines county detention center um god brings you through a path to a certain path to meet certain people and actually i did time twice one time i did three years second time i did 10 and that's where i met sheriff mcmillan and uh, one day I was on my knees and I prayed. I said, you know, I was tired. I asked God, I said, give me something I could do where I wouldn't end up back in this situation. And at the time I was doing portraits and ink pen for $10 in the sale for different offices. And I had no idea what it would be, you know, and that prayer and uh, that faith, I must say, uh, got me to where I am today. You know, I prayed and God opened so many doors for me. I wind up taking a, why Waters class sheriff introduced me to Why Waters, and I saw his book one day. Miss Pat brought a book in in the office one day. I was like, you know, whose work is this? I did watercolor in high school, messed with it, but I, I didn't like it in high school at the time. It was kind of boring to me. But when I saw the colors that Why used, I was like, wow. So Sheriff McMillan uh, enrolled me in a class. I wound up taking a class at Millsaps under Why Waters, and I started doing watercolor portraits. I did a watercolor portrait for uh, a woman in the junior league one time, and uh. Uh, I wound up working at the switchboard for the sheriff's office. And I used to have a line of customers lined up at the switchboard from that one portrait. It just kind of took off from there. And I mean, God opened so many doors for me. I wound up having money saved. I wound up uh, being able to purchase a car. Uh, Sheriff McMillan uh, gave me a lot of freedom to do a lot of things. And that kind of 
helped me as a person because I had people would say, you know, family members kind of would, you know, down you at a child, a young age, if people talk negative to you and about you, you'll wind up following that negative path. And I never really had that trust that Macmillan put into me, you know, and it, it, it brought me a long ways, brought me a long ways. And here I am today. I mean, I have a gallery in Hazelhurst. If anybody want to come down and check out my stuff, I've been I've been painting ever since. I mean, doors been flying open left and right. And it's you know, I'm a testimony, two testimony to, to God's glory, God's grace. The the paths that we have in our life are truly amazing. Um, you know, yeah. the, the the things that get put in front of our, our lives and that we end up having to go through, they're our own and and they belong to us, but at the same time you know, it's, it's influenced by everything around you. And exactly your, your story is incredible. And, um, Mississippi roads did a piece on you. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll link it in the show notes or at least tell you where to find it. But, but getting to see, um, the officer's reaction to your work and how much they cared about you and and making yes. sure that you you know just wonderful wonderful story and now you've got this gallery so tell yes, us sir. about that tell us about your day-to-day life with the gallery and your work i've been here i guess going on about three years i'm actually open on on, on friday and saturday sometimes on sunday i still work full-time i have a full-time job uh i was painting full-time in probably around 2004 or five and my mom got sick with uh, emphysema and moved here. So I started working a full-time job and I just kept that job. You know, it's good for insurance reasons and stuff like that. But on the weekend, you can find me here. Sometimes I'm, I'm in the town painting. Um, I do a lot of customer art. I, I go all over with my day job all over the state of Mississippi. So I'm always busy doing something, always traveling. Uh, people can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Whenever I paint, I post. Um or it's either here at the gallery. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm following a dream that I had, a dream that my mom had. My mom actually was a watercolor artist. She did this in high school. Oh, look at that. And that's the watercolor of a, a dog. I think it's a terrier that she did. And that's kind of my inspiration, too. You know, my mom kind of got into alcoholic alcoholism you know, after my parents divorced, so... I'm kind of living her dream too. This is for her. I kind of dedicated to her as well as myself. And and I try to show people that there's mercy and grace in God and believing in yourself and having faith. Anything can be achieved and believe, believe in yourself. Don't let people tell you I've had naysayers and negative. Just believe in yourself and anything is possible through God. You really have to filter out those other opinions because they come from places. The the one of the things that I've found with with other people's opinions is they mean well. They they want to tell you, you know, they want to tell you what they think that you should hear to succeed. But at the same time, a lot of it comes from their own personal doubt in themselves and their own hurt. 
Um, so yeah. it doesn't come across correct. You know, their the intentions are good, but the 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 down route, what the 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 result is never never what they intended. Well, when I was incarcerated, I had a lot of naysayers. You know, people would say, "Oh, you're never going to be anything. You're never going to do anything with your life." And part of my prayer is is having a you know, they say have as much faith as a mustard seed and people would talk negative and I would just smile because I knew what God had in store because I had that faith. And it, it, it's, it's, it's different than, you know, I went to school. I mean, I was sorry. I went to church with, with grandparents and my, you know, and you believe in God when you're young, you just, you really don't understand. You just go because your parents say go, you know, uh, my grandmother used to pray, but being incarcerated, I actually found out, you know, people say, Oh, you're locked up, you're in jail. So you found God now. That's the best place because you hit rock bottom. Everything is stripped from you. The world, everything you had. And I got to that point where I hit rock bottom. And that's the best place to talk to God. And that's what happened. I mean, I could tell you some testimonies. I can go on forever and ever about different testimonies of things that once I you know, finally understood and started talking to God. And it's real. Believe me, it's real. Now you paint um, a lot of landscapes, a lot of cityscapes, um, a lot of a lot of different locations. Do you go out and paint live, or do you take photos and bring those back to the studio? I do both. You know, a lot of times on my day job, I'm in positions where I can uh, take photos of stuff, so I'll take photos and bring it back. I enjoy painting out. I enjoy painting outside when the weather permits too. You know, in the summertime, you'll like sweat out ten pounds <laughs> out there painting. When first day I moved to uh, Hayesburg, I, I painted a live photo uh, down at, at a restaurant down the road, and it was so muggy, and the mosquitoes <laughs> almost carried me off. But like I said, when weather permits, I, I, I try to paint outside. Uh, springtime. This is the best weather now to paint outside. Get up early and do some painting. It's, it's it's enjoyable. But photos, you know, it's not the same. But I paint from photos too. Yes, sir. So, what was your your? We, we've we've led up to your life defining art and really getting involved in art and and starting a technique. So, once you started, you know, getting into your watercolors and finding out what was the jump from. I'm practicing and I'm selling to, you know what? I have enough of a following and enough patrons to open a small space. Always being asked. I was asked repeatedly, you know, where's your gallery? Where's your gallery? <laughs> you know, where's your gallery? And I, I use kind of Facebook for uh, my main avenue. Uh, I had a website early on, but really Facebook kind of took it, you know, further than the website. And I was always asked, just being continually asked, you know, where's your gallery? You know, you ought to get a gallery. Where's your gallery? So I finally said to myself, you know, I, I need to take a, I need a gallery spot. And I, what I've learned is if you don't take yourself serious, other people won't. So I just really started taking myself serious as an artist and where I wanted to go. And you have to have that self-motivation and that self-confidence. You know, if somebody else can do it, hey, I can do it, too. Yeah, absolutely. One of the bigger conversations that I have with some of my older students is that there's the only difference between an artist and a professional artist is the professional part. That's right. That's right. Taking yourself to that level. And look at you. I mean, 
Seriously, I love your work because your work is very expressive and it does. It reminds me of Wyatt Waters because you go in and it looks like you get a lot accomplished and yep. you don't you don't hover over an area and work it to death. You know, no. you go in and let the paint do what it's beautifully made to do and you let exactly. it and it's all vibrant and has lots of energy. Um, Thank you. Just, I, I love your work. Is Thank there, you so have you found a specific set of watercolors or uh, um, a specific palette that you love to use? No, I use anything I get my hands on. People always ask me on Facebook, you know, what kind of paper do you use? Or what kind of paint do you use? And <laughs> I guess being in the situation I was in, I, I'm not picky at all. Just whatever I can get my hands on. I, I did a watercolor with Kool-Aid before. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, whatever I can get my hands on, that's what I use. What kind of paper do you use? Whatever I get my hands on. You know, there there's some uh, papers that are paste that might not do what you want, but I, I've used them and, you know, they turn out well. You can get some watercolors that are real watery based and, and when they dry, it's, it's, it's not a, a very vibrant color. But other than that, I, I'll use anything. So is there a certain thing that you're drawn to painting more than others? I like simple uh, scenes. I just be riding through the Delta. I like to do an old tractor or an old rusty truck. Things that I like to do. Sometimes they sell, but they're not big sellers. You know, not uh, nobody's going to spend a, a great amount of money on, on an old tractor. So you want to kind of do, you know, Mississippi scenes or town scenes that people are familiar with that kind of strikes a certain moment, in, you know, in their conscience. And, and those are things that we like to sell. You know, I would tell any up and coming artist. You have to really paint what will sell. Sometimes it's good to paint what you like. I, I do that all the time and I, I frame stuff up and I'll just keep it here in the gallery for myself. But you have to paint something that jars something in somebody's memory that, that they might want to purchase. Yeah. I think sometimes we get a stigma against that. You know, there's nothing wrong with painting what you know your audience is going to love. Right, right. You have to reserve a part of you to to fulfill your needs, but at right. the same yeah. time, if you can find a bread and butter situation, like that is the gold. <laughs> like, yes, if, I mean you know, if, uh, bills will push you that way. <laughs> you know, if you have bills to pay, you know, and like I say, running a gallery, you know, God has blessed me with things and, and this, this job where it it'll, it helps, but you have to you know be goal oriented and paint with people you know, like to buy. I try to do all Delta scenes. Um, they really sell well. Um, like I said, I may pull over and just do uh, some bales of hay and I love it the most, but you know, nobody's going to really buy a bell. And, you know, sometimes they'll purchase it, but I do what I like and then, and I let it balance itself out and I do what people would like me to do. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get away from customer art. That That's the hardest thing. That's how I really started was doing children, kids, beach pictures. And that's been the most headache and tedious. And I have had artists tell me they would never do it. And I didn't understand why. And then later I did. <laughs> I kind of understood why. And I'm, I'm really trying to get away from that because it's real stressful. And I'm just trying to do what, what I enjoy and what I like. And I can express better than, you know, when you do a consignment or customer art, somebody gives you a, a picture and they say, I want you to paint this the way I want you to paint it. You know what I mean? You're not just free to paint what you want. So just being honest, that's how it is. 
<laughs> my biggest situation I, I don't I don't do I don't do those anymore either um, one I like to bond with whatever I'm painting and right. if I didn't know the person or if I didn't know it's hard for me to bond with that um, yeah. the other thing is that I'll get them bring a picture and it's like I really want you to paint a picture of my cat and they hand me the picture and I'm like ma'am there's no cat in this picture and she's like they yeah get, it's standing you, behind the horse like, you get the worst picture <laughs> yes that's another one you, when they bring you you get the worst picture they, the darkest blurriest picture ever and they 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 want a miracle and I'm uh, it's, it's it's real tedious and it's a headache. That's why I try, I try to get away from. It. It's like let me go find the worst picture I can find and <laughs> and get you to you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm I, I, that's that's not really enjoyable and it kind of takes away from you know takes away from you, your creativity. Um. So one of the questions that I really like to ask is that you know we produce this artwork and we put it out and and customers get to view it but they don't always get to know you know anything about the artist behind it if there's something that you could tell a, a viewer about yourself that they can't understand about the artwork what would that be um you just you're getting a piece of freedom expression um a, a piece of me a piece of my journey what i've been through a piece of uh doors that God has opened for me. I mean, being, being in a place where I just hit rock bottom and God just opened doors and showing me the light. That's my expression in, in my artwork. And, and I love it. I mean, nobody can take it away from me. Nobody can dictate it. That's, that's me. That's beautiful. So you've got Daryl Anderson Gallery in Hazelhurst. It's D Anderson Gallery on Instagram, and it's dandersongallery.com. Yes, uh, that's the card right there. Yes. It's 127 West Gallatin Street in Hazelhurst. It's right in downtown. Now, is there anywhere else that people can find your work, or are those the best places? Um, Attic Gallery in Vicksburg, Turnroll Art Gallery in Greenwood. Um, I'm just starting to... Um, join with Karen Gallery in Tupelo and also Karen Gallery will be in Laurel, Mississippi. I think they already opened in Laurel and uh, that's it for now. I have so many galleries that um, request stuff, but just being uh, working full time, it's, it's just hard to yeah. do everything. You know, I've been trying to get on this podcast with you and it's, you know, I want people to understand it's not because I don't want to. It's just I'm all over. I'm everywhere. Oh, I completely understand. Yeah, Daryl and I have, um, you know, back in January and I think February, too, we kept trying to get this scheduled. And I, I will be fully honest, my schedule falls out all the time. Um, I try to make it work. And then work. COVID. COVID came through and just... It just killed everything. Changed it, all plans. Changed all plans. Well, Daryl, thank you so much for being on. One last thing I want to ask you is... For anybody that's coming up behind you, uh, what would be some advice you would give to them or to yourself as a younger artist? Just believe in yourself and do what you like. You know, I talk to people all the time. You know, younger people bring paintings by and show me. And I said, that's good. And I said, just just believe in yourself. <laughs> Don't listen to other people. Everybody always has an opinion. And do what you enjoy. And I, I want to thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. 
For everyone else, make sure to go and check out Daryl's work and stop by the gallery when you're in Hazelhurst. Make a special trip. Fridays and Saturdays are great. That's right. See y'all next week. Until then. And a special thank you goes to our members, the Friends of the Little Yellow Building, Beth Breland, Mary Hardy, Gwen Fury, Mary Adams, Jenny Howard, Jenny Moak, Evelyn Peavy, The Evans Family, Janet Smith, Buffy Jordan, Jennifer Drinkwater, The Smith Family, Bob Bruzak, and Hannah Hester. Thank you for all the support.